Hello, everybody, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Bo Knight, and with me, as always, is Ryan Knight. And today we're doing something a little different. We are taking a look at an anime. So, yeah, we are going off on a side, a simple side quest because we are just simple squires in this area, and we are going to delve into the realm of anime. And so today we are starting our series on Parasite the Maximum. That's right. <clears throat> now, a lot of what we talk about here in this episode we're going to cover a lot of kind of the the meat of the anime itself so we're going to cover a lot of maybe boring stuff here right at the beginning we'll talk about directors and writers and stuff so um if anybody hates all that stuff please feel free to let us know give us an email kotpl.pod at gmail.com and before i forget i also want to mention that i now got the podcast over on Spotify. So if wherever you're listening to this right now is not as convenient for you, it's over there on Spotify as well. Yeah, so, just like Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, we're tr- we're going to be everywhere. We're trying to get everywhere. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he made a deal recently to only be on Spotify. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Didn't you didn't that. hear about that? No, I haven't been listening to Joe Rogan lately. So. Well, me neither, but I have the internet. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's. So right off the bat, like. Like Bo said, we we feel like we are the knights when it comes to audiobooks because we are very well versed in those. Yeah, but, a lot of experience. <laughs> exactly. But for anime, we are calling ourselves simple squires because while we both enjoy anime and we watch a lot of anime, we we want people to feel like that's okay to just watch and enjoy it. You don't have to look for deeper meanings. You don't have to read the mangas. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So that's our kind of our goal in this is just to make anime itself a little more accessible to everyone, kind of in the way we watch it. So right, and there's a lot of good stories in anime too. Exactly, and and there there's also a lot of stigma around it. I think the stigma is getting less, but we're just trying to kind of bring that to light that they're. Not all the shows out there are incredibly weird. Like, they might be weird, but we're going to try to focus on ones that have really good underlying stories as well. So, right. And as Bo said, in our first dive into the world of anime, what we're going to do is we'll talk about the first three episodes of Parasite the Maxim. So... To get a little bit of kind of the uh, what would you call all this stuff that I'm going to talk about first? Oh, I don't know, just like the logistics. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if that's right. So I orig- I put that it was originally directed by Kenichi Shimizu, and we're also going to butcher some of these Japanese names and i'm I'm sorry about that and i know you guys like deserve respect but i i'm really bad at pronouncing names and i'm i'm i truly apologize right we're not we're not trying to disrespect anyone we will do our best um so i originally put that that's who directed the show because that's obviously the first things that i found but i found out later that each individual episode is directed by a different person so we will address that crazy to me because this show seems so cohesive sure so and we will address that uh when we talk about each individual episode uh so this anime happens to be produced by 
Madhouse, Nippon Television, VAP, and Forecast Communications. Uh, again, I put that it was originally written by Hitoshi Iwaki. That's for the manga. And then Shoji Yanomura for the anime. However, I also later found out that each individual episode sometimes is written by a different person. In the Shoji anime. Yanomura looks like he wrote most of them. Right, and we will we will let people know if he is not the exact writer of each one. Actually, looking, I think he wrote them all but one. Mm, I'm seeing, like, one... Okay, no, I see another one. Two... Shinzo yeah. Futa? I don't know how to pronounce... Oh. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably... This, it looks like there's only those two. Okay. But like we said, we'll just we'll address it when we talk about each individual episode, too. Um, this anime, as far as I could find, is licensed by Sentai Filmworks. And the original air dates on the anime itself was October 9th, 2014 to March 26th, 2015. Yeah, there are that, 24 that episodes the, of this anime. The Japanese release and then the English, English air date was in October. Correct. Yeah, it came out like a couple of months later in English, which is what we are actually watching the the dubbed version, not the subbed version. Correct. And if anybody has a problem with that, please email us and let us know, because I, I've always heard, you know, subs are better than dubs. And for the most part, I probably would agree with that statement. And, and if However, you don't know what we mean by subbed or dubbed, just because if this is like somebody's first introduction to this, so subbed it means it has subtitles and it's in the original Japanese, so they're they're giving you exactly what they're saying, just spelled out. And then dubbed is the English version, and usually they have to change the the language a little bit to fit the scenes a little better. So sometimes some of the the dialogue is a little bit different. Correct. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so, and then kind of like, like I said, a lot of people will say subs are better than dubs. And that's because you are, you're getting the original, what they're actually saying for the most part, as best as the translation can be. And then, whereas when it's dubbed, some shows will try to follow the exact writing, but from stuff that I've seen, they more or less try to follow the original mouth movements of the characters yeah, which is crazy to me. They which kind of make it work, <laughs> right? So, and we'll get into that uh, at a later time, I think, because there's a couple of specific anime I can think of off the top of my head that uh, it's it's really bad. So, if you turn on like the subtitles for the original Japanese, and then you also turn on the English voices, sometimes they are they're nowhere near each other. So, yeah, which is actually really interesting to do sometimes. Right. But yeah, so like Bo said, we are we are going off of the dubbed version for this anime, and we will let because you guys know. You don't if know it's how to read. <laughs> exactly. Why do you think we listen to all our books? Yeah, dude. So this series has 24 episodes, and what we're gonna try and do with this kind of offshoot is only focus on animes that have ended. So that are open and closed whether that's one season or a few seasons it doesn't matter we're going to try and focus on stuff that is ended so we're not trying to play catch up as new episodes come out and things like that 
Right. And and for me as an anime in like kind of person that likes to watch anime, I like for a series to be completely done so I can just go watch it all. Right. Yeah. Especially if you pick it up and you like it from the first episode, one of the worst things to have happen is run out of episodes. <laughs> yeah. So I totally agree. So there are a couple spin-off movies of this that are live action and they are Parasite Part 1 came out in 2014 and Parasite Part 2 came out in 2015. And these are both Japanese films that were like I said live action. These are not animated. Yeah. I would it'd be really interesting to check those out. I would be curious because I know they do that with a lot of anime, especially in more recent years where um sort of uh, CGI has gotten so advanced that they try to bring these cartoons to life. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's incredibly cringeworthy. When is it good? Uh, oh, good point. I'm trying to think. Of <laughs> I was, cause I was going to say in my experience, all of these have been like an incredible disappointment. That's true. I was thinking maybe I could think of one off the top of my head, but I cannot that, think of one that was actually good that was made into a live action although i will say like the um the japanese death note that was made into a live action was much better than like the more recent netflix american anime fire yes so just saying there are some that are a little bit better out there um i could not find if there was any game spinoffs of this particular anime because that's usually a very common thing, too, that if an anime gets popular or a manga gets popular, they will make a game out of it. And I could not find one. Yeah, but this, uh, this like, Parasite to me doesn't feel like as a cash grabby as some, you know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't feel like there would be, like, action figures and stuff that go with this. And that's a good point, yeah. Um... What would you say the overall concept is for this anime? So we'll front load people who, you know, if you had to front load somebody with what it's actually about, what would you say it's about so that they could make a, almost make a decision right now on whether or not it would be up their alley? I feel like it's, it's like horror, mystery, a little bit of a coming-of-age story, and yeah, like definitely like some body morphing and like a it's there's a lot of like brutality too, right? And and it's kind of like a high school anime too, a little bit. Sure. And so I, <laughs> I'll get into it in just a second, but uh, I I agree exactly with everything you said. And I read something that said the the guy who wrote this chose the high school setting. Because he specifically wanted to have a scene where, basically where a guy flashed some girl and wanted it to be really embarrassing, though, and not really just like, oh, yeah, just some dude flashing. And he was like, what better place for that to be embarrassing than in high school? That's a good so, point, I guess. Um, this series, I found out, is banned in China. And I'm assuming it's because... Sense. Right, and I... As we get into, and if this kind of little offshoot series we do on anime takes off, I want to do a lot more research into what constitutes that kind of stuff. Like, what exactly it is that China chooses to ban um, from I, I think it's citizens. because they show skeletons. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. 
Because you can't show, like, bones or skulls. Okay. Well, okay. I'll be curious. I'll have to do some research on my own because I There might be more than that. Who knows? Maybe this actually whole anime is about, like, down with the Chinese government or something like that. I didn't get those tones, but maybe the Chinese government did. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, so I, from the, you know little bit of research that i did this was uh, on june 12 2015 the chinese ministry of culture listed parasite among the 38 anime and manga t- titles that are banned in china so and i'm sure that list is ever growing yeah because <laughs> apparently even though they uh, live close together chinese and japanese they uh, have very different ideas on what's acceptable yeah <laughs> fair enough so, with that, is there anything else you want to cover before we actually start talking about the first episode? No, I think I'm good. Okay. And again, I'll just mention it one more time. If anybody thinks we left something out or there is some other important information you would like to see in this little blurb that we need to do before we get started on each anime series. So, obviously, we won't have to do this once we talk about episodes 4, 5, and 6. But we just want to get all that information out there before the series gets started. So, yeah. And if there's something else, something else you think I need to add, please by all means. You know what? Actually, we should anim- we should do what studio animated this. Okay. I ooh, I could have sworn I had that in there, but I think you're right. I don't, I don't see it. Did we talk about it? I don't think so. And now I don't know if I can find it right off the bat. Um, those That's, I'm assuming, not the people who produced it, huh? Maybe it is, but I usually like there's like a specific anime, like a studio that animates it. I'm not seeing it. And, and maybe it was animated in-house, I don't know. Uh, well, if anybody knows, please let me know, because I did not do an incredibly deep dive of research like I probably should have before we started this. So, <laughs> please, if somebody knows that information, please feel free to let me know. So, yeah, let's jump in to Parasite. Alright, so the first episode of Parasite is called The Metamorphosis. This episode originally aired... October 19th, 2014, as the subtitled version, and then again in October 3rd, 2015, for the dubbed version. Yeah. And before we get too far into this, this series recently released on Netflix as well. Uh, and we watched this, or at least I did, watched it on Hulu. So. I did, yeah, I did to begin with, but I'm actually re-watching it this time on Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, I I love the, the I think the opening scene in this anime if it doesn't grab you right away then I don't even know if you have a soul. Exactly. It, so it, yeah, go ahead. Just I, I agree 100%. This is one of the strongest openings to possibly anything that I've ever seen. As far as uh it it just immediately grabs your attention in the weirdest possible way yeah. you would ever see. 
basically. And so the way this anime opens is kind of with an outside view of a city. And then what's he say? As some, oh man, what does he say? A person had a passing thought or something like that? Yeah, a person had a passing thought. And then it shows this guy and this gal standing face to face with each other in their house. And all of a sudden the guy's face sort of like twists a little bit and a bunch of lines appear in it. And his face opens into a mouth <laughs> like... <laughs> it's I don't even really know how to describe it. Right. It, it. It almost splits open like like it has like a bunch of separate sections, and they all have eyes and teeth. Right. And then it just like opens up and just closes on her head, and it's it's freaking blood squirts everywhere. Yeah, and that's and that's it. And then it goes right, right into like the opening song, and you're yeah. like, uh, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah, like. Like I said, this is one of the strongest openings to possibly anything that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it sets the tone right away. Sure. Oh, do you want to <clears throat> talk about the song a little bit? Or like the, what do you call that? Intro? I, th- I think so. Yeah, so again, for anybody who maybe doesn't listen or who doesn't watch anime... Uh, most of the time it'll usually do kind of like what a, any HBO series or anything like that would do. And it, uh, it'll do a quick, like a quick blip of something going on. And then it'll cut away to like the intro scene where they do the music and it jumps around, shows different characters, shows different scenes and what, um, and the beginning of this anime has a really good theme song, uh, which is called let me hear. And it is performed by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And they are a uh, Japanese band, obviously. But they are like a... It's like an electronic... uh, Almost dubstep, but also like... Rock screamo, almost? (laughs) Which which to me, like this weird mashup genre mute song is perfect for this show. (laughs) Sure. And the song like it, is it, good. The song is good too. I don't like I if I often find myself not skipping the intro just because I like the song. Right, which is weird because on almost any other show I'm just like, ugh, just how? Because most of them are like two minutes long, so you're like, ugh. Yeah, how, that's one thing that drives me crazy about anime, especially well, this anime does not do that. When I hate when they have like bumpers in between things, so there's like 45 seconds of like stupid guys like standing around with swords doing something dumb, like right. that shows up all the time, and like that stuff's annoying to me. But this show has none of that. No, it really doesn't. It it does have a lot less sort of just like filler stuff. I noticed, um, and that's. That says a lot because, like we said, this is only 24 episodes. And some people might be like, that's a lot of episodes for a, a season of something. If you, But if you've never, like, realized – if you go to some anime, they literally have, like, 40 or 50 episodes for a season, for one season. Yeah. And some anime have, like, four or 500 episodes in a series before it will end. Yeah, some of them are crazy. Yeah. And then, like Bo said, though, a lot of that time in some series can be filled with just filler, just kind of nonsense. So this show does a great job of not having... Which is something I want to talk about, actually, that I I noticed this time watching it coming up, 
because anim- like that I, I want to bring up is like anime is expensive to make. Like animating stuff is expensive, and so they they do little tricks to like save just a couple frames sometimes because that adds up. Sure. Um, although, even though anime might be expensive, I will play devil's advocate and say that it's got to be cheaper though than hiring actors and going and shooting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because at least you can do it all in house, like in one yeah, building. Probably. <laughs> So, because I, I actually, I, I was listening to a thing and a guy was talking about why there is so much anime because there's tons of it. You know, there's right, so much. And this other guy said that's why, because it's, it's cheaper and it's easier in terms of you don't have to go find places to film. You don't have to hire people and bring them in and hope they show up on time. And, yeah, and like he said, there's just a lot stuff. Exactly. So the fact that you can have a team of people doing, you know, 75% of the work on the computer just makes it a lot more accessible for more people to actually make. Yeah, I'm sure there's, I bet there's a ton of anime that's going to come out after all this corona. Probably. Yeah, because people will just be stuck inside. Yeah, time to animate (laughs) titty. (laughs) Okay. So this moves on and it sets, it's, continues with setting the uh sort of like horror tone of this because when we come back in we come back to the same scene of this gal now missing her head and this guy she's actually like desecrated oh that's true and then we have this guy you know his face is still kind of like all weird it's put back together sort of but it like it morphs and then you hear this little girl well, say no, like, like that he's he's actually watching the tv and mimicking it oh that's right before the before the daughter says like mm-hmm. daddy where's mommy which god it's so brutal <laughs> oh yeah. my god so yeah. yeah it's like ryan said we're like watching this guy's face and he like changes his face to appear to be the same guy as the, on the tv which is strange as it is and then you hear like a little girl's voice and she's like daddy where's mommy i need something to eat and then he starts mimicking her like walking towards her yeah. oh my god it's brutal it is brutal I mean, you don't see anything in that part as far as like don't worry no little no little kids getting killed or anything um but it sets the tone within the first five minutes, and it's telling you right off the bat that you're going to see a lot of this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, so from there, we actually kind of like go to our main character, Shinichi, Shinichi and we like he's just in his room chilling right in the beginning. He's sleeping. Yeah, yeah, he, right, he was sleeping. Yeah. And actually, they, they go back, right? Because they... They show the breakfast scene first with his parents. Right, and, and you kind parents... of get, like... But I, I think this is important, though, just because it, like, sets the tone about, like, who Shinichi is. He's kind of, like... I don't know how else to say it like, milk toast. He's kind of, like, a... I don't know, he's, like, afraid of bugs, and he only wants, like, toast for breakfast, and right. he's... I don't, I don't know I don't know how to put it. Um, he seems very timid. Yeah, very timid, very kind of passive person, yeah. And afraid of a lot of things. Sure. And so it gives us this kind of opening like breakfast scene with his parents. And we find out that because his parents are like, 
oh, are you tired? Because you were up last night. Did you ever figure well, they, out where you're... they ask you and they're like, what happened? So how's your worm doing? Yeah, exactly. And so we as the watcher are like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, so you get this very kind of undertone from his parents right away, too, that they they almost kind of like poke fun at him, you know, even though he's their kid. Um, yeah, so it's it's very interesting, the opening of this, and it's going to basically raise a ton more questions than it's going to give you answers to. Right, and so we get the flashback to what happened the night before. So Sunichi was sleeping, and this, like, I don't really know how to... It looks like a spore that, like, yeah. fell out of the sky, and it, like, lands, and it opens up, and there's this little worm that has, like, a drill nose on it. And it tries to go in Shinichi's ear, but Shinichi has headphones in, so it's not able to get in. And he like struggles with it, and it ends up going through up through his arm. And it's it like tries to go up... in his nose next, and yeah, he, he like, like spits it out. Yeah, because he's sleeping when it tries to do this, but yeah, he like spits it out of his nose, and that wakes him up. And then it drills into his hand, and so that's when he like starts freaking out because this thing's like a, obviously attacking him. And he wraps his head headphone cord around his upper arm to try to keep it because it's crawling up the inside of his skin towards his head. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, it's, it's not dense. even like, it's not even like the top 40 grossest things in the show. Right. <laughs> and then his parents come in and he's like, he's like asking them for help and they come up and they're basically like, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. And he's like, no, it's, it's in my hand. And he shows his dad and there's nothing wrong with his hand now. Yeah. There was a huge hole there. So, his parents again like dismiss what he's saying, and they're like, "Man, whatever, you're crazy." Yeah, and stuff I didn't really notice the first time. So, so like Shinichi is going to, to to class, and this girl sinks up behind him, and she like goes to karate chop him, but they, the same hand that had the thing drill into it like cut, like comes up out of it on its own and blocks it. Right, and then he turns around to talk to her, and next thing he knows, too, that same hand is groping her. Yeah, and she she smacks him, and he's like, "What the hell is wrong with my hand?" Like he can't figure out what's going on, because especially because there's no hole now, he assumes it was a dream. Yeah. But some weird stuff starts happening with him. So yeah, and then he goes to class, and I love that he's he's like not really paying attention, but underneath the desk, his hand is like scrolling through his phone. He's like doing yeah. a bunch of stuff on his phone. And I didn't I didn't catch that the first time I watched it either. But yeah, so he. The teacher grabs his hand and pulls it up, and he's like, I'm pretty sure you're aware that, you know, there's no cell phones in class. Oh, I am getting a phone call. Oh, that's all might, by the way, guys. It's hilarious. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, And uh, anyways, yeah, I didn't catch that the first time either because he – the teacher grabs his phone and says, I'm sure you're aware that phones aren't allowed in class. And he's like, I I thought I turned it off. anatomy on it. Right. Which is important, but is important. I, again, I didn't notice that the first time either. So yeah, so then he starts like, does he start like freaking out? A little bit. Isn't that where he says he doesn't feel good, so he's gonna go home? Yeah, and I that's so. when and that's when this uh, superhero scene kind of takes place. Oh yeah, so he's like he's like walking home. And like he sees this really car, this car like speeding through this the the crosswalk, but this little girl's like chasing after her ball, and he like instinctively grabs her, and he, his his arm comes up and like gets all armored. He like smashes the front of the car, like the car is at a dead stop, and he's fine. 
Yeah, it smashes the entire front end of the car in. And then as he looks at his hand, it's like both said, it's all like armored and muscled. And there's an eye in the back of it looking back at him. But as he looks at the, it, it like sound, all goes away. The sound on his arm is so good. The, yeah. Like ev- everything that, uh, it's kind of spoilery, but that Migi does has, it makes a noise. Right. And which it's is all insane really good, yeah. to me. Oh, something I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you noticed this. But when they show the scenes of them, like like a top-down view of the of the streets, it's a totally different animation style. I don't know if I did notice that. Yeah, because they'll do like the the like you know like side view, and you'll see people walking past. Uh-huh. It's a totally different animation style. I, oh, I interesting. That is cool. And the animation in this show is so good. It's so crispy. It is every frame is amazing. Yeah, this is very this is like top notch stuff too, as far as anime goes. So good. And see, most people are gonna say it all looks the same. To an extent, that's sort of true. But you, the more of it you watch, the more you realize no, there there is a difference. So (laughs) yeah, there is a huge difference. So yeah, so then uh, then he goes home and he like is brandishing a knife at his hand, and then and then it like finally kind of like materializes like a nasty little mouth and eyes. It's hard to explain it. Like completely morphs his hand in like a whole different shape. Right, and starts talking to him. It gets yeah. Like, it's like it's, it's like I'm a failure. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he, and then he goes to stab it. And it grabs the knife, breaks it off, and launches it into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's oh, it's so good. And then it says it's tired and needs to go to sleep. Well, it says it's like Sunichi. I don't know your language very well. You have to teach me. Right. That's right. Because now. Because <laughs> then he goes to sleep, right? And then he wakes up and he's like, "I guess I'm still dreaming." And his his hand is extended all the way onto the floor of his room with this little creature thing is just like flipping through books and reading yeah, books. There's, there's books everywhere. Right. And uh, he talks to it and he says, like, what What are you doing? And he's like, I'm studying or I'm learning. Because now I can talk like perfectly fine too because it's learning English while it's uh, researching. Yeah, yes. It, it learns, it seems to learn super duper fast. Right. And then it, it kind of explains to Shinichi like that it was trying to go for his head, not yeah. his arm, to take over his whole body. But at this point, they're basically in it together because like if if he were to remove him, it would it would kill him or right. it it would kill it. But then Shinichi would be without an arm. Right. And his hand explains that, you know, the hand needs his his body to survive and the hand basically says that it's kind of willing to defend that uh, which which is super interesting that like immediately after that like shinichi has more of an appetite for the rest of the show yeah i didn't really catch on to that but yeah that's a good point he he's like so then that, that morning he goes out and his his mom gives him toast and he's like i can't i have some bacon and eggs oh yeah man, like this show is upset full of like little stuff and it doesn't dwell on it which is what i like yeah yeah they don't bring it to the front you know like they don't make it super obvious like you definitely have to catch on to the subtleties yourself which is awesome 
Yeah. And then, and then, like the he like goes to school again, and then I think he like go, doesn't he like go to go home again? But then the parasite tells him that there's another parasite around him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, while he's walking, and then uh, so his hand is like, "No, we're gonna go find this thing," and starts like. Basically, well, it wants to. It wants to know more about itself, right? Right. Yeah, because it it doesn't know what it is because he uh, Shinichi has asked it several times, like what it is, and he's like, "I don't really know. I don't." The last or the first thing I remember is basically, you know, waking up as your hand. Which is it's interesting to me. Could, could like could you imagine if you just appeared one day and you were like, "I don't know where I came from. I'm just here now." Right. Exactly. Oh yeah, so he, he finds this parasite, and it's actually in a dog, which this part is kind of brutal and it's, gross. It's really weird, yeah. So, which parasite... which is something I noticed this time too, and I don't know if you noticed this, but like when Migi is studying the books, he's actually making he's making different uh, like he he has like wings on one side, and right. he's like making different th- like different uh, structures out of yeah. out of the flesh. I did which is, notice it, that actually. Which is which is important this coming up which i didn't realize <laughs> right the first time i watched it right and so the dog can talk and the dog is eating another dog which is kind of important because the parasites are almost cannibalistic because that's why we find out basically that first scene is the human eating a human because it has this parasite in its brain so yeah. that's what they do and uh, so the dog says, oh, you failed too, because it thinks it's a failure because it took over a dog and not a human host. And so right. it uh, it attacks. Uh, we keep saying Migi, but you don't find that out till the second episode. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm trying that's, to like dance around it. It's okay. That's his hand. So if we say Migi, that's his hand. Um, and so this dog all of a sudden like grows like wings from its head and... It it just it's hard to describe, but it flies up in the air because it's gonna look for Shinichi. And uh, anyways, so Migi can like basically his hand now can turn into anything that Migi wants it to turn into, and it like shoots up into the air and stabs this flying dog thing and pulls its heart out while it's in the air. Yeah, which is so brutal the way, like, Miggy's holding it. Yeah. He's got this little tiny dog heart. Because this dog is, like, it's not like a it's Great a corgi. Dane. Yeah, it's a corgi. It's a little tiny dog. So, he pulls out this little tiny heart and then it squishes it. Oh, and, can uh, we talk about how nasty the wings are? Oh, it's disgusting because it basically turns the dog's ears into wings. Oh, it's so like this show. Like, if you have a weak stomach, it's not for you. Right. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of body horror. Exactly, and the I would say that the Japanese are like just really, really good at making that so yeah. creepy. It's it's all so good in the show too, and yeah. it all kind of makes sense too within reason. Uh, and that's the end of that first episode. Well, dude, freaking Migi smashing the heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just oh my god. And then well, Migi and... explains that the yeah okay there you go that's what I was Migi say. explains that that's 
the parasite will now die because the host the bot the host body has been destroyed basically and the parasite cannot survive without the host body being in perfect function basically and migi explains to shinichi that parasites can sense him and they're going to try and fight him so he might as well work with migi that's right yep exactly glad you brought that up because i forgot about that they base migi basically says that we have to have like a symbiotic relationship like Migi's yeah, they have like, no choice right migi's like i will fight but you have to be you know a normal human still yeah <laughs> Well, and one thing that I, I get, never mind, I guess we'll talk about it later. It's not quite yet. So that's basically the end of episode one. Yeah. Uh, the runtime on these episodes, by the way, I think I forgot to mention it earlier, is only 22 minutes. So these episodes yeah. are actually fairly short. Well, I mean, that's standard TV, isn't it? Uh, actually, yes. It is standard TV because it leaves room for that 30 minute. Uh, commercial break buffer so yeah which thank god you don't have to watch commercials oh my gosh yeah well and so like you said at the beginning this anime does a good job of not it actually you can't you could probably tell if you really were paying attention but the the way the transitions of a lot of scenes are is commercials could basically be stuck in between any of these whereas some shows it's like painfully obvious where they were going to stick commercials. Yeah. And then when it comes back from the commercial, it like reminds you what they were talking about three minutes ago in case you forgot. I'm looking so, at you, Black Clover. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so let's get into episode two. The Devil in the Flesh. This Great one title. is directed by, oh gosh, I'll give. I'm gonna take a swing at this. Okay, yeah, nobody, go ahead. Nobody get mad at me. Nayuki Kazuya. I feel like that was money. That's how I would have uh, said it. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, and then this one was also written by uh, Shoji Yanamura. Yeah, Yanamura it, coming in clutch. It originally aired October sixteenth, two thousand fourteen. Subbed and October tenth, two thousand fifteen, dubbed. Yep. And this is this one also has a really strong opening to an episode. Why? Why can't I remember what happens at the beginning of this one? This is where the dude walks up. the The girl's surrounded by all those oh all those guys. Oh yeah, where she's getting like freaking harassed. The guy yeah. comes up and just whoops their ass. Yeah. So that's it's sort of a theme in some anime I've noticed too is they they have that where there's like a woman getting harassed by a bunch of dudes and then some guy comes up and and saves her basically. Well, this this anime takes a really crazy spin on it. So there's three guys attacking this woman. You know they have uh, malicious intent basically, and. Uh, then some guy walks up and he like whips all their ass and he's like, I'll walk with you to the lady. So they walk off and the next thing you know, one of those guys comes running up behind him and whacks him well, in the head with a piece of pipe. I, I think it's important to mention too that this dude's face is wrong. I don't it know how else to put it. 
it looks kind of weird. They did a really good job. So his, the one thing that really stands out to me is that his, I mean, I know it's a cartoon, but his eyes, they don't look like they focus on anything. Yeah, like I don't know how to put it, but like their their faces are just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're you're right. Like they don't. Both eyes seem to be simultaneously looking at different things. Right. <clears throat> and this is the guy who saved the woman, by the way. Right. And and, so you're like, oh, he's a good guy. Right. Think again. But then, but then he gets hit with a piece of pipe, and it like just, you know, obviously most people that would like kill them if you got hit in the side of the head with a piece of pipe. But he just like bends his head over, and then he turns his head while it's still at this weird angle all the way around to the back of him, and looks at the guy who hit him. And he's like, I'm not sure if my stomach can handle all of you. All so four I, of you. Yeah, all four of you. And so everybody's like, what? Well, then his head, like, splits into two, like, tentacles. And with basically, like, blades on the end of the tentacles. And just proceeds to cut all four of these people just to, like, ribbons. Yeah, and then, and then he's like, I think two strikes might have been too much. Right. Include he also kills the woman he just saved too. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I, I think that was his plan from the beginning, right? Was to eat her. I think so. Yeah, he just was trying to make it less obvious. Um, don't you also too in the beginning of this episode get a few blips about the um that there's like more of these murders sort of happening Mince like around meat the city. murders is what they're called. Yes, yeah, the mincemeat murders, and don't you get a few blips of them? Like it shows that they're like. Hey, neighbor, you left your clothes out on the line in the rain, and it, it's just body parts. Yeah, on it's their clothes like a corpse. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we have a little conversation between Shinichi and his hand, and he's like, what am I supposed to call you? I can't just call you, hey, you all the time. And his hand is like, why don't you call me Migi? It means the same thing. Well, Migi is stands for right in Japanese as far yeah, as I can so tell. I wonder what it is in Japanese. Mm, I don't know. You think they still call him Migi? That's a good point cuz yeah, in the wouldn't they call him right in the English dub? And maybe they I don't do. Know. Good question. Um yeah, because Migi is on his right hand. So, yeah. Makes sense. Um. Then I think the next is the basketball the scene, right? playing basketball, yeah, and yeah. he normally sucks, but for some reason he's awesome today and wins the game for his team. Right. And then we also see kind of a after he takes a crazy long shot and the ball goes in, he looks at his hand and the eyeball sinks back into his hand and disappears. Yeah, and it makes that freaking nasty yeah. sound. Oh god, the sound design is so good. So good, yeah. Oh, and then doesn't he go to the bathroom? No, wait, I guess that's... Is that next? Yeah, it's it right after he goes, he goes to the bathroom and he's taking a pee, and Miki's like, Shinichi, I'm gonna try and make your sex organ direct. Yeah, and he's like, no, what are you doing? And there's another guy standing <laughs> next to him. And the sound, dude, it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, he goes to wash his hand, and every time... I've been noticing that, too. Every time he's, like, upset with Shinichi... Or every time he's upset with Migi, the... The one thing he can really do is he puts Migi under cold water. Yeah, and Migi's and, like, Shinichi, that's cold. Right. And then he's Which watching his hand. I didn't even hand. really notice that, but it is almost always after he's upset. 
Yeah, because it's basically all he can do. He can't, like, beat the shit out of his own hand, like, and his hand would kill him, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then that guy walks up, and he's like, dude, it's really hard to pee with some guy talking to his pecker next to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for anybody new to anime as well, this anime... Uh, uh, not only is it like brutal, I would basically call this one like rated R. So it's going to have uh, strong language also, uh, which is not super common in anime. Normally yeah, really they, no, normally that. they're very, even if they're brutal, usually they're still very like PG with the language, but this one, uh, it's not over the top, but they will throw in like, you know, shit and stuff like that. So just fair warning for anybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then that guy tries. That guy tries to fight him, right? Because he likes yeah. that one gal. Yeah, he tries to fight Shinichi for embarrassing him on the basketball court. Right, and for talking to the one girl that apparently they both like. So yeah, Marino. Marino, yeah, that's her name. <clears throat> yeah, and, and then, so obviously and Miggy, then Miggy just takes over, and just annihilates the dude, right? Without killing him, which is is important because. What's interesting is that Migi's first reaction is not always to kill people, whereas most of the other parasites uh, that take over human brains, that usually is their first response, is to just kill things. Right. But yeah, Migi doesn't really show a ton of compassion. He's kind of like a logical, cold creature. Right. Which is, is what... Shinichi says he's like you're more like an insect like the way yeah. you see the world you're basically an insect because Shinichi's basically like you know or Migi sorry is like you, you know humans are weird I don't understand because uh, all I'm trying to do is survive you know my life is the most important one to me yeah what does he say he's like because I think after that, aren't they talking about the mincemeat murders and basically that the other parasites are cannibalistic? And, yeah. and Miggy's like, aren't human life's important to you? And Miggy's like, I know my life's important. Exactly. And he's like, I don't know what if any other lives are important to me. Yeah. And then uh, Shinichi mentions, mentions something about the parasites being demons. And he says – Miggy says, well, we only kill other humans – to survive and humans kill all kinds of other animals to eat so technically you are more like a demon than i am right which i think is kind of an interesting like uh theme in this show is that like maybe these parasites have been put here to kind of cut down on human numbers right <clears throat> And I think after that, right, Migi senses that other, another parasite. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, while they're walking down the street, Migi's like, another one of my kind is, you know, here and looking for us, but he can't pick us out of this crowd. Right, and Migi can also tell if, if the other parasite, like, wants to do harm. Right. <clears throat> And so then uh, Shinichi ends up talking to this other guy. They end up going into like a little park and this guy walks up behind Shinichi because he's just assuming he's a normal parasite like he is and finds out that Migi is in the hand of Shinichi. And so this guy's like, oh, you know, you could 
transfer to me on we will both control this body and we'll be unstoppable and this dude cuts off his own right hand yeah he like wants... makes his head and he just lops it off like ah oh, that part's crazy yeah and so most of them so like we said so migi manipulates shinichi's hand because that's where he inhabits but because the other parasites inhabit people's brains they manipulate other people's heads so when we say things like they they literally like mold and split the head into like tentacles basically with like i said before like knives or claws on the end of them that's how they like fight each other yeah and so this this thing tries to get uh Miki to transfer over and Miki immediately like kills him because he's like he doesn't know that first of all i, I feel if like it would have been possible lying though when he says he doesn't know that he can go over to him or not I feel like he is too, actually, because I think I, I think if think anybody the would know it would be him. Yeah, but just yeah. So so basically, Migi chose to stay with Shinichi. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because Migi would have had to kill Shinichi basically to move over to the other guy. Yeah. Or at least that's what the other guy told him. Right. Um. And then we get uh, uh Shinichi's with. Murano, they like are walking and they walk by the park, right? And that's where those kids are. Yeah, they have a cat buried in a sandbox up to its neck and they're throwing rocks at it. Yeah, it's incredibly dark. But I think we've actually seen these hoodlums before, too. Oh, really? I think so. I think um, they were like harassing Shinichi in the beginning. That could be, yeah. Um, so Shinichi like walks over. So normally, you know, Shinichi was very timid and stuff and would normally never step up and do anything in a situation like this. But he walks up and he pulls the cat out and he lets the cat go and he's like, You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You know, this is a living being and it's not here, it's not your plaything, it's not here for you to torment. And these guys are like, What? He you know, and Shinichi turns his back on him, and they all three throw their rocks at him at the same time. And his <laughs> his hand goes over his back behind his head and catches all three rocks behind his yeah, back. Yeah, which is so <laughs> badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, obviously those guys run away because they're like, oh my god, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah, yeah that part's awesome. That is pretty sick. Um, And that's pretty much the end of episode two, isn't it? Yeah, so the very last thing we see is these two people standing, uh, like, at their window in their apartment, and they're naked, like they're just about to do it. Oh, right, right. That's right. That's that the, is the last... ending scene. Right. And the only reason I mention it is because it's actually important. It is. The next episode. You were right. Um, so, yeah, so that's the end of episode two. Yeah, on to episode three, the metamorphosis. <sighs> Uh, the original air date was October. No, 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 no. The symposium. I might say. Oh, you're right. The last one was called <laughs> Metamorphosis. You're right. The, the first one was Metamorphosis. Yeah, you're right. This one is Symposium. Yeah, episode three, Symposium. Uh, the original air date was the 23rd of October 2014 for the Japanese release, and the uh, American release was October 17, 2015, and this episode is also 22 minutes long. It was... Oh, go as ahead. As I can I, you can go... You can try. <laughs> okay. As far as I can see, this one was directed by Koji 
Sawai? Sawai? Sawai, maybe? Sawai. And again, I'm I'm not trying to by any means offend anyone. I'm I'm doing my best to try to read how this is actually pronounced. I I do think these people deserve the utmost respect, and I'm not trying to disrespect them. Um and then this one was actually written by Shinjo Shinzo uh, Fujita is the way I'm going to read that one. So this one is actually written by a different person. Yeah, and it is. all three of these episodes have been directed by different people. So that's that is very interesting because they are all pretty cohesive. So yeah, it's very interesting to me too. So. So yeah, this one like it's Nietzsche's like on his way to school, and Miki's like, "Hey, there's a parasite around here somewhere," but it doesn't seem to be following us, but it is looking for us. Right, and he's he's actually at an assembly at school. So yeah, he's and like, Miki's like, "The oh parasite is in this room." Right, and so of, of course Shinichi's freaking out because obviously each time he's met one so far, they just want to fight, and he doesn't know what'll happen if they try to fight like in the open. Yeah. And so it actually turns out that a lady walks up onto the stage uh, to actually address the assembly of students. And she's the new math teacher. And Migi's like, that's that's the parasite right there. Yeah, and she's like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. What does Sunichi do? He makes eye contact almost immediately. Right. And we get this like awesome zoom in of this lady's face and she looks all creepy and her yeah, hair's going it's like, nuts. It's like she's pouring into his soul. Yeah, exactly. But nobody else sees that, obviously. It's only Shinichi right. and who her sees name's that. Roko Tamara? Uh yeah, I think that's how you say it. Yep. Tamiya. No R. Yeah, uh, Tamiya. Um Yeah, and she's a new math teacher. Right. And I don't know if I really noticed this the first time I watched, but she is one of the she's the woman in the last scene of episode two who was standing there naked with that dude. So there's that. Yeah. And so uh, Shinichi like can't focus in class. He's like, oh, God, what do I do? And and she comes over to him and she's like, Shinichi, I noticed you haven't even started on the problems I gave you. Right. <laughs> See me after class. And so, yeah, they end up meeting, and, I mean, she, like, talks to him, and she's like, yeah, I know what you are, I know, like, all of, like all about that stuff, but I want to meet up with you again somewhere else, but somewhere public, and I want you to meet somebody else, too. Right, because she's basically it, like, I'm not going to kill you. If I wanted to yeah. kill you, I would have already done it. She just assumes she can beat him, so that's also interesting, because the we find out a little bit later that the uh, parasites can, like, gauge each other's strength almost immediately yeah so they go and they meet at like a it's like a coffee shop and uh she brings this other dude with her well this dude mr a is the guy that we saw at the beginning of episode two who killed all those people and he's also who was standing with uh how do you say her name ryoku ryoko I think it's just Roko. 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 I need to like hear it. If I could hear it, I would be able to like tell you what it is. But I can't think of how to say right. it. Like just reading it. Um. I think it's Roko. I think. Tamia. Yeah. Okay. 
anyways, he is also who was standing with her naked uh, at the end of episode two. Yeah. And we find that out shortly in this conversation that they have, because basically she explains to Shinichi that her and Mr. A have had sex and that she is now pregnant. And they both obviously are infected with the parasite, but the baby that she has inside of her, she already knows like a day after that she's pregnant, she already knows it's a human baby inside of her. It is not infected with a virus. Right, so the viruses or, are not able, or not viruses, the parasites are not able to reproduce. Yeah, and the only it's reason long. we're saying virus is because I have that in my notes right here, because uh, I just thought that was interesting that that's basically, you know, they almost sound more like a virus than anything, is that they they cannot, like, reproduce on their own, basically. Yeah. And then she kind of gives shinichi the lowdown she's like if if you ever want to fight me you're at a disadvantage because everybody knows who you are and you can't change your face like we can right because she could basically kill him and then change her face and leave and nobody's ever gonna know be the wiser whereas shinichi if if he gets caught you know using his hand in crazy ways then everybody's gonna know that there's something wrong with him yeah so uh, there's a little bit of a disagreement between Migi and Mr. A, this guy that's there, because Mr. A assumes that Migi is nowhere near on their level, basically. Like, yeah. He basically says, you're a failure. You know, you didn't do it right. And Mr. A but- ends up getting up and leaving their conversation because he's like, I'm done with this. I have no need for this conversation. It's interesting because Roko also says we bonded in we bonded with our hosts in a different way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between her and Mister A, that's right. Mm -hmm. And so up to this point, we've only seen a few other people infected with the parasite, and out of all of them, uh, Roko is by far the most human seeming in every way. Yeah, like her face doesn't look weird. So when she does certain things, it looks a little off-putting. Right. Then she also threatens... I like when she threatens uh, Shinichi by... She puts the spoon into her mouth, and then one of her eyes rolls into the back of her head. Yeah. Then the spoon comes back out, and (laughs) you're thinking, like, oh, she bit the spoon off. No, no, no. She, like, rolls it up into, like, a freaking fruit-by-the-foot roll. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, those strong guys when they roll, like, you know, when they roll up a frying pan? Yeah. Yeah, so she did that with her mouth. So she's just trying to explain that she's incredibly strong. Yeah, and so, so, like, Shinichi's not really sure how to take all this. And he goes to class the next day, and, like, during class, Roko's like, that idiot! And she, like, he, like, turns around, and then, like, Mr. Mister A is, like, just comes onto the campus and is straight up murdering tons of people. Right. Yeah, he's just, like, going through the school, and basically he's looking for, uh, he's looking for Shinichi. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's just, like, murdering everybody. And so they, like, run away from, they run away, and Migi's like, I think the best thing to do is just, like, sacrifice a bunch of other people and run away and try and fight a different day. Yeah, because me, Shinichi, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. you're fine. it is interesting because Shinichi's running with the crowd of people and Migi's like, he can't sense us with all these other people. So as long as we keep all these other people between us and him, 
he'll kill them first and not be able to get to us. And yeah. Shinichi's like, what? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> Doesn't he, what does he call it? Like a wall of flesh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah, Migi's kind of brutal. Yeah, because that's just it. He's not, he's not a human. And they kind of have that conversation a little bit right after this, is that, you know, you're not a human and you don't understand that some humans... You know, we sacrifice for each other and we do these other things. And Migi's basically like, why would you do that? (laughs) Dumb. Right. (laughs) So Shinichi basically does this, though, and he runs to a different part of the school because he knows Mr. A is only looking for him. And he, like, tries to make, like, a big barricade of desks and stuff in the hallway. And he's planning on trying to fight Mr. A in the hallway. And that's when Migi's like... Yeah, we can only do this together. <laughs> well, no, Shinichi says we like Shinichi says like we have like we have we have a good uh, like a good a better chance together. And then like Miki's like, wait a minute, you think he thinks we're two separate entities or one? Oh yeah. Well, and then Miki's pretty sure though that um, Mr. A doesn't see Shinichi as a threat at all. Right. So Miki goes over and like turns into a blade and. Yeah, lops that desk thing. Desk. I love that. Yeah. So now he gives it to Shinichi, so it's basically a piece of pipe, but it's cut into like a needle point at the end. And he's like, you know, Mr. A and I are equally matched in combat, so if you step in, you know, we might be able to win. Yeah, and then and then like Shinichi made this little barricade and Miggy's like, he's right beneath us. And, and Mr. A just smashes the windows out and, like, pulls himself up with his head tangled. Yeah. He comes up from the outside, yeah, which is this is awesome. And he's like, nice job. All you did is succeed in blocking your escape route. <laughs> yeah. And then the episode ends. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. Super, super good ending to set up for this, uh, this fight between the two of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... I feel like that's the the main bit of of the the anime that we wanted to talk about today. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about these first three episodes of Parasite? Uh, no, that's it. Um, other than if it wasn't clear already, I mean, I'm gonna say that I would recommend this one to almost anybody, unless you're squeamish. Even then, just close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, just do the do the very childlike close your yeah, eyes. Yeah, you can like peek through the finger curtains. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, though, definitely highly recommended for this one. So there's a reason we picked this one to do as the very first of this. Um, one, because it's an open and closed anime, and those are actually a little hard to come by. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of them out there, but that are accessible to everybody as far as um, we're considering like Hulu, uh, Netflix and stuff like that because not everybody's gonna have unless you're a hardcore fan you're not gonna have things like the Funimation app or Crunchyroll or Crunchy or, Roll, yeah right and those are where you're gonna find the majority of anime right now so we're trying to keep this a little more accessible to everybody so yeah uh, but yeah definitely highly highly recommended so if anybody wants to join us in this series that we're doing we're going to be covering episodes four five and six the next time we come back around to our anime squires series yeah uh, which which very well could be the next episode we do because 
we still haven't finished the Fellowship of the Ring. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a long boy. It is a beast. So we will get to it. We promise. Um, but so expect the next episode will either be uh, another anime Squires episode. So if you're not into it, by all means, email us and let us know. And then feel free to skip it whenever you see that as the title. Yeah, our, uh, our email, by the way, is kotpl.pod at gmail.com. And I want to personally thank uh, Tanya Hively, our aunt, for being the first person to actually email us. So thank you. That actually really made my day, and I re- we really appreciate it. We really do, too. It also proves that our email does work. So yeah, at we first, know it works. At first, I assumed maybe it didn't work. Like, people... I had these high hopes that people were trying to get a hold of us and they couldn't. But now I know two things. One, it works. And two, nobody was emailing us before at all. So uh, it only hurts a little. Right. So, but either way, thank you, Tanya, for being our first email. We greatly appreciate it. And that's awesome. And we hope there's uh, more to come from others. So like we said, you can email us about absolutely anything we are not you don't have to specifically talk about this episode you don't have to talk about any episodes in particular you can give us suggestions feedback comments corrections concerns anything just raw hate if you want yeah if you if you're uh tired of being stuck in quarantine at home and you need somebody to take it out on feel free to take it out on us we will uh, we'll read your email on the air if you want yeah, so. no. Now the first hate mail is totally getting read on the air. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so with that, this is a sort of polarizing series to talk about too during these times because we are still obviously in the midst of the COVID crisis we're going through, uh, and this is all about essentially parasites taking over people's brains. Which is, I realize COVID is a virus, but kind of feels similar to me. Yeah, I guess. I didn't really think about that. <laughs> I did the second time I was watching it. I was like, oh man, I'm kind of going through this right now. But <laughs> Make sure to wear your helmet. <laughs> You'll get sliced in half. Okay. But let's wrap this one up. I'm going to go eat right. some dinner. So yeah, Thank we'll you everybody you for listening. The next one.